0: Ladies and gentlemen, get ready as we drop the gloves and take on everything from the Federal Hockey League. From weekly scores to postseason madness, here to set the ice on fire is your host, Jose Barjina. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Ice on Fire dedicated to the Federal Hockey League. Uh I am your host Jose Bahina coming to you from the Apache Pine virtual studio. You can check out the show link in the description for uh everything about apachepine.com. You can check it out. Uh, all their sweet apparel and their uh collection of wooden watches as well. I happen to own a couple of pieces from them. It's pretty sl- slick. So anyways, we're going to dive into everything uh, From the FHL the past weekend, all of our scores, we're going to check all that out and see uh, where everyone has shooken down over the past weekend. Now that things have calmed down a little bit more, we're going to talk about uh, what the uh, roster transactions have looked like recently. um, What the playoff run is looking like for the other two teams. Uh, Big news, the Elmire Enforcers now have officially claimed the second spot. In the FHL playoffs, uh, after Carolina has claimed the first, so that's two spots down. Uh, with it still waiting to be to to be determined, uh, who the fourth and third seed is that will play Carolina and Elmira respectively, and who gets a shot at the Commissioner's Cup. Um, in the of course the semifinals, best of three finals is going to be a best of five contest. And uh, despite the fact Carolina has a pretty big advantage right now. Uh, over the four seed remember teams that have done this well have never won the cup. Uh we'll talk about that too a little bit here uh, as well as uh an idea for some of the our our own just um awards that we're planning on doing uh, in namesake for the FHL this year. So we're going to look at the uh first off the transaction lines I was I was getting this because I wanted to see <clears throat> Uh, like I said, there was – I wanted to at least make note that there were a lot of suspensions the other week, um, everything uh, from the Carolina Enforcers game. Um, some of those have been uh, redacted – or not necessarily redacted. What's the word? Reduced, that I'm looking for. <coughs> As uh, some of the games uh, – some of the players from the Enforcers uh, had their sp- suspensions reduced. um down to three games. Nick Nieder, Brandon View, and Kyle Stevens all had their games uh, suspensions reduced to three games apiece. Uh, Brent Clark, after review, uh, originally listed as an indefinite uh, pending league review, three games, uh, where uh, his, he was filled in for by Paul McClain on the bench uh, after they made a couple of more roster re- moves between the two. Uh, so... We'll see how that goes down. Uh, another couple other things, uh, I think that that was actually for um, this past weekend. I've seen seen a lot more uh, suspensions, like I said, but that I kind of expected to. Um, and the reason I said that is because um, after everything that happened up in Elmira the other week, I said that there were going to be uh, officials and the league kind of coming down a lot harder on the suspensions and, keeping things uh tucked and tight and be really hard for a little bit it's kind of like when you you've got a new rule at work like a new dress code and you know when the first couple of weeks everyone really you know like your boss is really cracking down on it um and then you know maybe after you know three four five six months whatever you know it's a little more lenient you know your you're shirt's sure not got to be tucked in you know it's that's the way these things work and that's exactly fully what i expected and i think fully what we've gotten uh out of the federal hockey league right now. Uh, first, let's go down the um, <laughs> the events of this past weekend. Uh, we'll start at the McMoran Arena. Uh, that's a five to three victory for the Danville Dashers over the p- home Port Huron Prowlers. Uh, Port Huron sh- out shooting them forty four to forty two. Uh, not enough though to get the extra goals they needed to tie and or win the game. Uh, winning goal uh, games. Sorry winning goals <laughs> with game winning goal actually was an empty uh I guess you'd say it's an empty net for Fred Hines gave him a hat trick over the prowlers uh along along as well as Levi Arm- Armstrong and Brandon Contrato also scoring in that game for Danville. Boy, can't talk today. A little a little. All right, so in <clears throat> the next game off we have the Elmira Iron in the Watertown Arena taking on the Wolves uh like I said a potential playoff championship team or championship matchup there between these two teams. Uh, this one ended in a five to four victory for the wolves in a shootout, uh, <clears throat> which for whatever reason, the actual uh, shootout winning goal is not listed. Of uh, But for the wolves, we do have Tyler Prendergrass scoring as well as Tyler Gerich, uh, Derek bedrow and Sam Williams, all scoring for the Watertown wolves in that regulation time period to send it to the overtime and then into uh the shootout. So that's how that one shook out there for like I said the two New York teams, uh, Elmira and Watertown. Uh the next one was the Carolina Thunderbirds hosting the Mentor Icebreakers. Uh 7 to 2 victory uh for the mentor uh for, rather for the Carolina Thunderbirds over the Mentor Icebreakers. Uh goal scoring from Peter Panachik, uh Michael Bunn, Peter Peter Chichmanitz, Jay Krupp, uh uh, Peter Panacic again, and Jay Krupp as well, all scoring. Pe- too many Peters. Um, as they, although they were outshot by Mentor forty to thirty-seven on that night. Uh, this is a game. Like I said, there was a lot of uh penalties coming in. That's one that I'd seen a lot of people object to. Uh, Dominic Fate getting a five-game suspension. Apparently, I, I think they're gonna have that under review. Um. Basically for punching someone, uh, I think Brody Duncan, as he came off the ice, uh, like I said, I'm not going to say it's a undeserved suspension. Um, uh, like I said, I guess you could re- review it if you want to, if you think five games is too harsh. I don't particularly find it too harsh, um, like I said, especially in the climate of the FHL officiating right now. So yeah, it is what it is. I think you just take the suspension on that one. Uh, but Whatever. Uh, next night, that was March 16th, Saturday night. Uh, Carolina Mentor back at it again. Uh, Carolina out shooting Mentor 74 to 19. Now, that's apparently not a typo. Apparently, Carolina put up uh, 28 shots in each of the first two periods and 18 more for the 74 total shots against just the 19 of Mentor. Uh, that's how you lose game nine to nothing. Um, yeah, it looks like a lot cleaner game, too, uh, compared to the night before. Like I said, no, uh, only five penalties throughout that game, two minutes each. So, not too bad uh, of a way to, like I said, I guess you're, I mean, you're the number one team. You're putting away the last place team of the league. So, that makes, like I said, everything checks out there. Nothing unusual. Uh, goal scoring from Mike Baker, Jan Salak. Carell Durajara, Joe Cangelosi with two back to back goals. Uh, just a few minutes apart here. Taylor Love uh, getting two as well. Uh, Michael Bunn with one, and Ray Boudiette also all scoring straight down the line for Carolina as they shut out the icebreakers. Uh, back <clears throat> to New York we go as Elmira hosts the Watertown Wolves, this time going the Enforcers' way 7 4. 56 shots on goal for the Elmira Enforcers, only 40 for the Watertown Wolves. Elmira opens up the scoring with Nathan Perlegra, uh, as well as Anton Lesnar getting 2-3 for his hat trick. Gavin Yates getting 2, uh, and uh, Mitch Atkins also scoring for the Elmira Enforcers in that contest. Pretty fantastic night there, like I said, given the fact that uh, this was a three-game series, like I said, that could very easily be... Uh, Something we see in the playoffs here, so like I said, if you keep score at home, that's one game apiece for each of them if you wanted to make it into a playoff series. Uh, The next game we have there, Port Huron getting a 5-4 victory over the Danville Dashers at home still for the Port Huron Prowlers. 43 shots on goal, Danville with 51, unable to get the extra two goals they need for a win, though. Uh, As Port Huron scores with, oh, wow. Uh, Dalton Jay getting a, f- a hat trick himself. Matt Robertson also scoring there. Austin Federley as well uh, in that contest for the Port Huron Prowlers. Uh, very, very penalty-heavy game in that one. I noticed uh, got about, about 10 or 15 different penalties. Uh, he's clocking in at two minutes apiece in that one. Like I said, you got to imagine the co- uh, officiating is coming down hard everywhere. Oh boy. March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. Back in the McMoran Arena this time again. Uh, Danville, Port Huron. Danville 5 to, uh, sorry, Port Huron 5 to 1. Victor over the Dashers. Uh, Dashers with 52 shots on goal. Port Huron only 38. Still enough to come up with the uh, loose change there. Matt Robertson getting a goal, opening up the scoring for Port Huron. As well as Matt Graham, Dalton J, and Alex Johnson, all scoring for the Prowlers to get two of the three games over the weekend against uh, the team from Danville, but not a not completely uh, waste there. Like I said, we'll talk about playoff scenarios in just a little bit here. Uh, again, back this time in the water, uh, not the Watertown arena. This is Watertown visiting the Elmira Enforcers again in Elmira, New York. Uh, this time it's a victory. Taking the series, 5-2, Watertown loses to the Enforcers, um, even though they outshot their opponent 43-37. Uh, Elmira getting goals from Marco Novacel, uh, Sean Reynolds, Gavin Yates, uh, as well as Mitch Atkins and uh, Dimitro Bimbenko, also scoring for the Elmira Enforcers in that one. 5-2 to two victory for the Enforcers. Like I said, if that's a playoff uh, game right there, uh, playoff series that's the enforcers series so uh that's the entire fhl weekend but of course that leaves the standings for the federal hockey league sitting with carolina in first place still uh their point eight six two or eight six seven winning percentage elmira as .605 winning percentage that's good enough to clinch their playoff spot uh, number two i'd and it's not going to change from there. Those two seeds are locked up. Watertown in third place, .442 on the winning uh, point percentage. Port Huron, .431 on the winning percent, uh, point percentage for them. Danville on the outside looking in, .347. Uh, Mentor last place, .306. Uh, as they have a rough weekend with the Carolina Thunderbirds uh, to separate them again. But we'll have to take a look later on down the line at some uh, power rank to see if they've switched up any. I think they pretty much have solidified almost so much as this playoff race. And speaking of the playoff race, that's really where we're at now on um, this episode of the Ice on Fire. Like I said, we have a playoff bracket that actually is available on the uh, FHL website, like I said, now. It has Carolina as the one seed, Elmira is the second seed. I th- those, those are locked up. Um Like I said, I don't think there's any other way for another team to jump them. So, like I said, it will be uh, Carolina versus the fourth seed um, and Elmira versus the third seed. Uh, Both of them will have home ice advantage, I believe, um, is the case in the series of three. Um, I don't know for sure how it's set up. I want to say it's – I think they get game – Game two and three, if necessary, I think they play the first game away. I think that's the way it works. I'm not 100% sure I'll have to check and uh, see how that goes. Um, just, to, just to double check on that. But I think that's the way it is. I think it's the first game away um, and then second game at home. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, we'll double check. The FHL is a bit weird, so I, we'll figure it out. Um, of course, then the finals we're going will be a best of five uh, from each side. So that's the great thing about this time of year. It's just all about a lot of brackets. Uh, I don't do a March Madness bracket. I should, though, uh, as I'm a big fan of uh, Duke basketball. So uh, that probably maybe lose a uh, little respect from some people, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, anyways, like so the actual playoff race in the FHL – uh, right now as it stands, uh, we have to see, there's only a few conditions where, uh, the bottom two, s- uh, seeds could shift around terribly. Um, because right now with Watertown in third place, Port Huron and fourth Danville and mentor mentors, technically not eliminated. I think it's still a wide open field, uh, technically speaking, but I, I mean, realistically, I don't see that, see that happening. um, there is a article out for, for bus league hockey where they outline a lot of the uh, different uh, scenarios uh, between the FHL and SPHL as they go about uh, setting up their playoffs too the SPHL has their really odd uh, uh, what is it the like a you, uh, pick your opponent almost type situation I I think that's the weirdest thing in the world if you if you know anything about uh, the SPHL it's a bizarre system I don't like it personally but uh the, it's a combined article that's why i bring it up um for this like i said you can check that out on bustleaguehockey.com they also have a uh, another article out and that was that one's stupid so i'll just leave that one alone anyways more importantly uh here's the thing is that details to know about this playoff race is that mentor and danville do not play each other for the rest of the season so that means they they can't eliminate each other um the win conditions for mentor right now uh to reach playoff status like I said, it, it takes a lot. They're twenty points behind right now, I think. Um yeah, pretty much they're yeah, about twenty points, uh twenty one points out of playoff spot right now. So that, that's not gonna help them. Uh but uh their win condition they would need um it has to it's based on either Port Huron or Watertown just flat out losing out the rest of the year. Uh, Mentor needs to win at least seven of their games uh, if Watertown was to go winless. Uh, and they can bump that up to eight of their nine final uh, if Port Huron loses out uh, to jump and uh, snag a playoff spot above Port Huron. So that, that'd that be nice. Uh, like I said, not really something I would consider uh, feasible at this point in the season, but you never know. I think Danville has a little bit better odds uh if if you want to put it that way uh if you were a betting person i'd bet on danville uh to be the odd one out as they currently are uh with 52 points like i said uh port here on 66 so like i so said they're uh not that far out out of the way uh but they will need to win at least five of their last uh games here through the weeks and have port here on or watertown one go winless uh throughout the rest of the season. The best bet that they have right now is to beat the Wolves this weekend. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up. Uh, we have our picks. Uh, but they are against the Watertown Wolves. They play Elmira uh, the Wednesday, a Wednesday night game, and then they'll have the Watertown Wolves in a three-game set across the weekend. So that's their best bet is to actually just uh, to help their cause uh, as they need Watertown to go winless to uh, just sweep them this weekend easier said than done though you know they say you know nothing's impossible so uh we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about uh whatever else we really feel like so just hang around Welcome back to the Ice on Fire. I'm Jose Bahina. Thank you for tuning in. As always, you can tweet us at JB2 Media or email us at JB2 pro at gmail.com. Uh coming to you from the Apache Pond virtual studio. Check out the show link. Uh, and also check out detoursunglasses.com. Get We've got a promo code JB2 Media or JB2M. Uh, twenty percent off your first order with them. So uh what we'll did <laughs> get that in there somewhere. Uh I f- don't really have too terribly much else to talk about currently, like I said, other than outside of the uh, playoff race. And uh, like I said, I think really uh, the, the way that bracket stands and right now, uh, what, we're, what we're looking at now is we're going to see currently uh, we'd have Carolina and Port Huron play, uh, and then we'd have Elmira hosting Watertown uh, with that being the case, they have home ice. Uh, so, that's going to be interesting. Uh, Elmira and Watertown, we just watched this past weekend, like I said, a game of three set, go Elmira's way. Uh, Carolina, for the most part this year, has done a fairly well job of handling uh, Port Huron as they come to them, uh, with the exception of a couple of games. So, I, I do, I genuinely think we're going to have Carolina-Elmira uh, as a championship team. I'm not going to count that out too early, but that's the way I think it, it might be leaning here. We'll have to see throughout the coming weeks. but um, And also, I mean, what better, what better championship could you ask for, really? Uh, I mean, these two teams have kind of been back and forth at each other. I mean, of course, like I said, there's uh, Elmira's guaranteed games, uh, you know, like I said, win one, lose one uh, on those. Uh, Carolina holds holds a season record over Elmira currently. Uh, like so these two teams are very, very competitive, and I, I think that'd be the best option for the FHL. Like I said, you you want not only do you I mean do you want good games? You know, even in the semifinals. But I, I've said it before earlier this year. I think that the best thing possible for the Federal Hockey League right now is to have the playoffs go through Elmira and Carolina in some shape, form, or fashion. And I think holding a championship series between the two is just really the icing on the cake. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's there's bad blood there. I think there's there. Early on, we talked about you know who could be new rivals. Uh, like said, Carolina didn't have one. Uh, Elmira was new. Like I said, I figured they'd have something with Watertown because they were in state. Uh, but I really think any notion of that has now gone to just the idea of Carolina and Elmira are the. The rivalry uh, of the FHL. Uh, I know Huron and Danville have had their times, uh, but no, I, I think nothing else in this league honestly compares to Carolina Elmira uh, in regards to rivalry. I mean, the, I don't know if they're going to have to. I mean, like I said, they'll be playing uh, coming up this weekend too. I don't know what they're going to do yet uh, as far as the Federal Hockey League goes with – uh, the canceled game from the 10th. Uh, that still currently sits empty on the box score uh, with two periods still to play. but I don't know what the league is gonna do with that if it just stays canceled, if they're planning on doing a makeup game, I don't know uh, But at this point, I think it's almost it's kind of moot to really worry with that with everything else coming up uh, with these two teams meeting again one more, uh, in one more series. Uh, like I said, and this will be a game of three or two, actually, I think, uh, is all that they play this weekend. Uh, we'll look at that in our weekend coming up with our uh, schedule and picks. But, yeah, I don't – it's not a full set, so I think, you know, Carolina won two of the last uh, games. They were supposed to have three. only had two. Uh, Carolina won two of those. So do you almost call this, like, a continuation of the uh, a, a set of four I guess if you really wanted to get like the best look and feel of playoff hockey right now, uh, I guess you could. I don't think it really count because you have too many differentiating factors uh, as the time passed, but that's as good as it's going to get for the Federal Hockey League right now, to be honest as watching these two. and I mean, Carolina, I, t- I talked about it early on that you know uh, they had a opportunity. Uh, to be one of the best teams in the history of the FHL. <clears throat> and currently, like I said, you know that goes back to the New York Aviators uh, in 2000, well, like 10, 11, something like that, uh with you know like a 0.702 winning percentage Then last year's uh Port Huron on Prowlers, uh they were the best team in the FHL ever, you know, by winning percentage uh points, I guess you'd say, uh 0.824. That's the highest ever. They didn't win the cup last year, so uh, history is not on Carolina's side when it comes to that respects. But I mean, they could currently, like I said, with just a handful of games left, end up. They're still sitting at point eight six two or eight six seven. So, uh, I really wanted to say eight six seven five three zero nine just automatically. Uh, but with the eight six seven, that really uh, is a possibility. They could end up just having the best record of any FHL team. Ever right now, um, and possible to still not win the cup either. So, I mean, right now, uh, Watertown, Port Huron, they're the only two in the in the playoffs right now that have a cup either. Um, uh, the, the like said, Carolina had one playoff game last year, and, and before they got stomped by the Wolves. So, like I said, there's two teams, the top two seeded uh, teams have a combined one game of FHL playoff history right now. Uh, and all the experience and favoritism of history is in the bottom half. We'll see how it shakes out though. Uh, bam. Let's look at the uh, picks ahead, the week ahead, because I like, I said I don't think the fire little ice on fire power ranks are worth mentioning right now is they don't really haven't really moved. They've come pretty stagnant because that's, that's what I was afraid was going to happen. I figured it would happen. Uh, we're going to go on and look at the upcoming weekend. Actually, I should say week because we have a game uh, Wednesday. That's Danville at Elmira. 7.05 puck drop on that um, at the first uh, arena in Elmira. Uh, Friday, March 22nd, we have Danville at Watertown. 7.30 puck drop on that. Elmira at Carolina. 7.35 puck drop. Uh, at Port Huron at Mentor in the uh, Mentor Civic Center there, 7.35 puck drop there. And Saturday, March 23rd, Elmira's back at Carolina, 6.05 puck drop that night. Uh, Danville at Watertown again, 7.30 puck drop, same old, same old there. And then Port Huron at Mentor, 7.35 puck drop there. Uh, Sunday, we have Mentor at Port Huron, uh, and we also have... Uh, Danville at Watertown for the Sunday games Uh, that is going to be a, what is that uh, time on there, why don't I write that one down that's Sunday, 3pm for the Mentor Port Huron game, 6.30 for the Danville Watertown so like I said, we got four days of hockey to watch Uh, might have to check out uh, with the lone game being Danville and Elmira on a Wednesday night, I might definitely have to check that one out Um, I don't think it has a lot of bearing for Elmira. Uh, I think it uh, it affects Danville a lot more um, in this game, as uh, Danville needs five of their last eight to uh, keep their playoff chance alive. Uh, I don't see it really happening though. Uh, and speaking of which, I'll just go into the picks for this upcoming week. Um, a bad part is I actually w- thought I was going to record this one a minute ago and then realized I'd never <laughs> unmuted my mic. So we're going to go through this again as I tell you that uh, last week actually was history for the Ice on Fire as I went 100% on picks. Uh, two for uh, two for Port Huron in this set with Danville. Um, and that one came to fruition. Dan- Elmira and Watertown, two games for Elmira, one for Watertown, that one. As well, as well as the sweep, 2-0 for Carolina against Mentor. So 100%, which, like I said, has never happened, so it's about damn time on that. Uh, moves me 83 for 110 overall on the season, 75%, bump that back up. I haven't been 75 in about four weeks now, I think. So that's nice. Uh, now we can see how well I can ding this up on the upcoming weekend. Uh, this Wednesday night game, like I said, not a lot of bearing for Elmira, but big for Danville if they want a shot at playoffs. I don't think they'll get it, though, as Elmira will take this one uh, easily from them. Uh, Mentor and Port Huron, I think this goes all, all Port Huron. Three games, sweep Mentor, uh, close that out for them. Just shut the door on that one uh, and help solidify their playoff spot. Uh, Danville, again, like I said, needs, needs to sweep Watertown this weekend, especially to try to keep their uh, chances alive. I don't think they'll get it, though. Watertown, two games to Danville's one and uh, put a dagger in that one, too, I think, after they lose. Uh, or I project them to lose three out of the last five, and uh, that means it'll pretty much be over at that point. Carolina and Elmira, like I said, I don't think they're going to do anything with their canceled game. Uh, those last two periods of hockey, I think it's just a uh, nil point there, but uh, I, I think, this, like I said, it's going to be as about as close to championship hockey as you can really get. Uh, without it, the playoffs starting yet. Uh, I see this one being a split series, though. Carolina, Elmira, let Elmira get their second uh, win over Carolina of, of the season uh, and keep the rivalry going, keep the intensity going, uh, the little bit of bad blood, per se, uh, if you will. And I think let's meet again in the playoffs is the only way you want to look at that one. So. Uh, d- 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 that I think is going to be all for me here uh, keep it kind of short uh, had some other things planned and then did not come to work out so we'll see how it goes next week maybe we can uh, backtrack a little bit and get some other things covered here and uh, we'll be another week closer to playoff hockey so uh, as always I am Jose Behina thank you for tuning in to the Ice on Fire join us again next week uh, as we'll take a look at what city could be the next site for an FHL team So tune in.